podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. All right, it's another winning Monday. I'm here with uh, Louis Ragoni. Hello, happy, happy, happy Dolphins. They should be happy Dolphins, shouldn't they, Louis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, th- this is this is so much fun. I mean, you think about all the years that uh, we've struggled with watching football. I mean, we're halfway through the season, and usually at this point of the season every year, we're kind of like... Throwing you- in the towel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you were a realist as a Dolphin, I mean, I know there's always fans out there that are hoping for the best, but, you know, every year when you looked at this team over the last, (laughs) I mean, two decades, basically, for the most part, you know, we can throw a season in here or there where they were actually a little bit better than average, but uh, this team is starting to show some real potential, and, uh, you know, I've been saying it for weeks, and I'll say it again, you know, I I felt that they were a playoff team a couple weeks ago, and uh, they're starting to prove that to a lot of people. So um, I love it. I'm not ready for the P word yet. Well, that's I'm not okay. ready yet. I'm close. I'm close. You, but you've I'm been not saying that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm on board right now. I think that uh, pieces are coming together. I mean, there's there's a few more pieces to the puzzle we need, but uh, we are getting extremely close i mean extremely close right now to being a really really good football team yeah right now they would be the seventh seed you know if the season ended yesterday mm-hmm. yep so you know that's encouraging uh, absolutely certainly but uh, i, I want to talk a minute about something in the past uh sure you know you and i were together uh back in 1983 and we went to see the um first game that marino played uh, mm-hmm. against buffalo in the orange bowl mm-hmm yeah, we, you know, he had a rough first half. He threw a couple of interceptions, and then he came out in the, in the third quarter, and, I mean, he was lights out the rest of the game. Now, they ended up losing in overtime uh, to Joe Ferguson and then those Bills, but uh, we knew when we left that stadium that we had a quarterback. And yes. that kind of took away this thing of the loss. Uh, I mean, we were literally happy on the way home. I just remember us talking about him and how well he had played. And, you know, the receivers and the, the offense was just uh, incredible. Uh, so, you know, it, it made us really happy. And, and I watched that game yesterday, and I had very similar feelings. You know, I'm watching Tua play, and, you know, he's obviously a different kind of quarterback than Marino was. But he was pinpoint accurate. He was um, poised in the pocket. He was poised under pressure. He knew when to run with the football. Uh, those were things we were begging Tannehill to do, and it just never seemed to happen. Uh, and this isn't about Tannehill, but it's about quarterbacking. Uh, this guy has it. Simple as that. He has it. You saw it yesterday. Um, now, he's got to continue to grow on that. You know, he made some mistakes in the game that were minimal. You know, he had a throwaway that was almost intercepted, and, uh, you know, he, he uh, grounded the ball inside the pocket. So we don't want to see those things. But, you know, it was a learning experience. He'll learn from it. And I'm sure that, you know, he'll he'll be better next time. 
but uh, it was really an incredible game that he had. And, and the way he brought that team back late in the game was reminiscent of Marino, even if it was done a slightly different way. Yeah, well, it, it was very comparable to that game. Uh, you know, the unknown. He goes out there, you know, after last week, I was a little bit nervous. I was hoping that they would allow this guy to play his type of football and open it up. And you mentioned it on the last podcast that we had, uh, the preview for the game, that you felt that they would open it up and allow him to play his type of football game. Yeah, I just think think they were scared of Aaron Donald last week, and rightfully so. Yeah, well... I mean, you know, I I think what they decided was the fact that they were in order for them to win the football game and this is what you got to love about this coaching staff is that in order in order to win this football game, they realized that they were going to have to score points and they did open up the offense quite a bit and that was without the benefit of a running game. I mean, you know, we were down a couple of running backs. Um, the guys that we had in yesterday were guys that we knew we weren't going to be able to to, to to depend on right and you know you, you you're looking at this team as a whole on offense and you're like you know what two is going to have to play he's going to have to play and he's going to have to play exceptional in order for us to win this game and that's exactly what he did uh you know just outstanding i mean outstanding uh you know display of poise you know in his second full start he just you know he just ran the offense uh, you know, just he, he just did not make an awful lot of mistakes. Uh, there were a few here and there, but this that were sprinkled in over the course of four quarters, but very, very few. And know? they weren't the kind of mistakes that would really hurt you. You know what I mean? Uh, he didn't throw a pick six. He, you know, he didn't throw stupid passes. You know what I mean? Right. And, th- and that's the difference. You know, I was talking to my son, Mike, and um, he said that the difference, be- and, he, and it was a really good point that he made, the difference between him and Fitzpatrick is just that, the fact mm-hmm. that Fitzy will throw an interception here and there in the middle of all of this, whereas Tua is a little bit more precise. He doesn't turn the, that's at least what he did in his college career. And let's just hope that that carries projects, over, it right? carries over into his professional NFL well, He career. threw one pass to Parker yesterday in between three defenders, and it made me very nervous. But the ball <laughs> was spot on target. So, right. you know. He, he was sharp. Yeah. He was sharp. There's no question about it. And, and you know, to the benefit of all the receivers that, that caught passes, and there were quite a few different, I mean, they did a pretty doggone good job yesterday. Yeah. Um, they had sticky hands yesterday. Catching the football. I mean, you didn't see – and, and – you didn't see drops and and you didn't see penalties uh to any great extent on the offensive side i mean the holding penalties the false starts you know all of those type of things that set you back you see so much discipline from this team well that's and coaching it is coaching mike and that's that's what i was going to lead into in regard to this decision because i was skeptical about it but i said it Numerous times I said, listen, I don't necessarily agree with the quarterback change, but if Flores and the coaching staff feels that this is going to give us our best chance of winning football games going forward, then you have to believe in them. And they and they prove you're right pretty much 
you know, 90% of the time. Uh, you know, this coaching staff knows what they're doing. They proved to be right, Yimmy. They proved to be right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you have to have faith in any decision they make going forward. And, um, you know, to their benefit, they've been right the majority of the time. So uh, you you love what they're doing as a whole, this team. I mean, they're starting to make some noise. People are start, starting to take notice. You know, all the uh, – all the commentators on TV, they keep talking about them. Um, you know, last night as we were watching the game, on Sunday night, I believe it was Tony Dungy said, watch out for these Dolphins. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're a good group, no question. Yeah. Good group. Uh, Rich Eisen was uh, excited about them. I mean, I think everybody that saw the game was excited about them. And, and Kyler Murray as well. He, he was incredible. He played phenomenal. Yes, he uh, wasn't very happy. His press conference no, after I the know. game was <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I was like, why did you even bother doing this? I know you're you know, it's mandatory that they do it, but yeah. I mean, my goodness, I mean, you know, you have to you know, you're you got to act like a professional. And uh that whole thing was just horrible. I don't know if you saw it. Did you I see did. it? I did. He I was mean, he was still hurting. Yeah, he was hurting and uh I mean, it was just you know, it was just a big waste of time. But anyway, you know, it is what it is. You know, uh, character shows, you know, in wins or losses, right? It does. You know, it's more so in losses than it does in wins. So that's true. You know, when the things are going good, you know, obviously, you know, it's it, you know, it's an it's an easy situation. When they're going bad, you know, that's when you see the true character in people. So we'll see. You know. No. I don't have a major problem with this press conference, Lou. You know, I, I yep. just think that the the wound was fresh, you know. Yep. Uh, he balled. He balled yesterday. He he played well, and uh, that was a tough game to lose. So I can kind of feel for him. Yep, but, he did. Uh, the, the only other thing I wanted to mention in my, in my Marino uh, to a comparison, which really isn't fair to Marino, but the thing that you that you know was back then in 83, you know, they were coming off a Super Bowl. So Marino had a lot more talent on his offense than I think Tua does on his. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that needs to be said as well. Um, it just made that performance yesterday even better. I mean, he's throwing the guys we never heard of, you know, Mac Hollins. So, you know, what's he done? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, <laughs> you know. You know- we, we saw we saw it with Marino. I mean, he, yes, he did inherit a good team, Mike, but boy, he carried a lot of bad teams. Oh, over no the question, years no too. question. But you know, that was later. That was later. Right. It wasn't early on. I mean, right. but you know, the it factor is exactly it. Now, listen, let's you know, let's take a step back here. It's one game, you know, okay. and it and okay. it's uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not put, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. Right. No. Right. Yeah. I mean. You know, I I give him a hell of a lot of credit for what he did yesterday in his second start. But what what impressed me was the poise. Okay, and that's something that you can't fabricate. It's either there or it's not. Right. And uh, that little bit of it factor. It's either there or it's not. You can't fake that, as mm-hmm. we saw with another quarterback that we spent a lot of time watching. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Mike, I never felt that uh you know Tannen I'm going to I'm going to say his name because I mean you know we can do that uh and uh I never felt that way about him I always felt that when we were down in games or when we needed to win a game like this like the game yesterday mm-hmm. I never felt confident in the fact that Tannehill was going to somehow pull the game out and we it proved to be right 
I would say 99% of the time, right? I mean, I can probably count on one hand how many times, you know, we won games late. And uh, some of them were just miracles. Like, you know, the, uh, what was it, two years ago? The Miami Miracle, yeah. The Miami Miracle. I mean, you know, that was just a fluke. I mean, it wasn't necessarily, you know, him driving us down the field. It was a fluke. So, you know, you saw a lot more of that than you did, you know, him actually pulling games out. So here we are in the second start. And this guy has to continually, I mean, over and over again, bring us back in this football game, as did Murray. I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, this guy's in his second season, as you mentioned. But, you know, we're on the road. This guy, it's his second start in the NFL. And what does he go out and do? I mean, he only threw, I think, a total of, what, eight incompletions over the course of the whole game? Yeah, he was 20 for 28. Yeah, I mean, he was absolutely outstanding. No picks. Um, you know, like I said, just a few mistakes, you know, grounding and stuff like that. He'll learn, you know, from that, uh, from the few mistakes that he made, but there weren't many, I mean, he didn't throw into, you know, triple coverages or anything, anything like that. I mean, just an outstanding, outstanding performance. No, no question about it. I didn't know he was elusive. He, he, uh, oh yeah. (laughs) He was, you know, on those scrambles. He uh, left a few guys looking around to f- trying to figure out where he went. Oh, that that was that was absolutely Mike. He had thirty-five yards uh, yep. rushing, and they were a big, big thirty-five yards. And That's this right. was this was another thing that we talked about on the preview show was the fact that you know I want to see him tuck the ball when he needs to and get yardage necessary, and he did. He did just that. I mean, they they allowed him. To play his football game, not worried about not worrying about getting injured in any way, shape, or form. He was smart. He slid. He, you know, he got the necessary yards and he did what he had to do thereafter. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was just it was smart football. I mean, and these were all the you know the attributes that that they talked about with this guy: his precision passing, his decision making, his quick decision making. Uh, you know, all of these attributes you saw yesterday in his his second full start in the NFL. So it's it's a lot to be positive about. It really is. How about the defense? Uh, the defense, wow. I mean, early in the game, big play, right? I mean, yeah. you know, they, they didn't get any interceptions yesterday. I mean, Murray played pretty solidly as far as, you know, passing the football. But well, We should have had one, but that didn't work out. The one with Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that, I guess, as we go over the game a little bit. But, yeah, we should have had one. I mean, we were in position. I don't yep. know how. He did, he did everything but catch it. <laughs> everything but intercepted. I mean, he was there. Yep. When that ball first went up, Mike, I guess we'll talk about it since you brought it up. When that ball first went up, I was like, oh, that's got pick all over it. And then uh-huh. for some reason, he didn't close or maybe jumped a little bit early. I don't know, but I felt that if he would have ran through the football, he could have either knocked it away or picked it off easily. I don't know what quite happened because it seemed like that ball was up forever and it should have been a pick. But, you know, with Murray, you know, getting back to the defense, uh, you know, I mean, early on in the game, you're like, wow, you know, we're going back and forth there. We're, you know, we're kind of like, you know, on offense off to a little bit of a slow start. And then the defense comes up with the big play again. And I, and we, t- we were talking on the phone yesterday, and I'm like, 
wow, I didn't think we were going to win another football game like this, but maybe <laughs> maybe we are. Maybe the defense is going to come up with three or four turnovers again, and this is how we win this football yeah, game. Yeah, we didn't but. expect them to use that defense against Murray exactly for the reason that we saw a little later in the game. He threw a uh, bomb to, well, I guess it was Kirk, wasn't it? Yeah, it was to Kirk. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And uh, you know that that kind of hurt. So we we that's why we didn't think they were going to run that defense because he's got the ability to uh, uh, wiggle a little bit and uh, throw a beautiful deep pass, which is what he did. Right, zero coverage. I mean, yeah. you had four receivers and four four coverage people on them, and you know that they're, they're a tough team to defend. And yeah, they they get you see that's what I didn't want, and I think that Mike. They didn't necessarily uh, play that defense the whole day in no, regard to going didn't. to zero coverage. They mixed it up a lot, and they had to. And uh, a lot of the time, you know, when you give up, <laughs> when you give up thirty-one points, and they did have a chance to tie it at the end, and and the kicker missed the field goal. Um, you know, can you say they were successful yesterday? To some extent, they did come up with big plays, and. Um, you know, that's the difference in football games. You know, the the stops, you know, late in the game. You know, they they had a few stops. Now, uh, the coaching on, on both sides of the football, I felt the times were somewhat conservative late in the game, uh, especially on the Cardinals side because, side, because if I'm the Cardinal head coach, I'm not taking the ball out of Murray's hands. Yeah, they, any, they were ripping him in the point. Arizona press for that. Oh, were they really? Yep. Yeah, and and rightfully so because they they couldn't stop Murray and taking the ball out of his hands in certain circumstances uh, wound up costing him. But you know what? The defense still has to make plays, and they did, and uh, they made them in in key situations. And you have to give them some credit because this, you know, Mike. Listen, we talked about it, and you know, on Wednesday, and I said this was going to be a very tough game for our defense uh and it good, was and it was murray is an incredible athlete i mean some of those runs i mean you think you got a beat on him, and, and then he's yep. gone you know yep. he, he's like 10 yards beyond the guy i mean the guy's right there next thing you know he's 10 yards down the field nobody's around him. i mean he's got quick quick feet oh incredible i mean and he just he just explodes on a dime uh, so impressed by the kid. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, as as, as good as Tua, uh, Tua was yesterday, uh, Murray was you know was right there with him. Uh, their their statistics were very comparable, um, other than the fact that Murray had over a hundred yards rushing on top of throwing for almost three hundred yards. I mean, what what a dual weapon. I mean, this kid is going to be tough. He really is. Um, yeah. But again, you know, our defense did come up with plays. From time to time, and, you know, if you look at it, uh, you know, that was the difference in the game. You know, I mean, you didn't see the Cardinals' defense come up with any big fourth-down stops or, you know, any turnovers. And, um, you know, if you look back at it, you know, our defense made a few plays that their defense didn't. And uh, in the end, you know, that that may have been the difference in the game as well, you know. They made the decision to put uh, Howard on DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And uh, he struggled a little bit, but I, you know, I, I mean, people were getting on him for all the penalties. But listen, they held him to thirty yards, so you know uh, it could have been worse. Uh, I, I think Howard played better than his uh, stat line would uh, say. Listen, I 
don't I you know I some some of the penalties especially the one and we talked about this yesterday as well while we were watching the game yeah. um you know the one penalty where where Hopkins kind of created the contact I didn't agree with that one I thought that was a horrible call and it was offsetting penalties so it really didn't hurt us but you know again you brought up his statistics yesterday Hopkins was the leading receiver in the NFL yardage wise coming into the game and I don't know it may have been catch wise as well and three catches for 30 yards I'll take that all day um he was aggressive he wasn't passive and he harassed him all day and you know when you look at it and you look at the battle itself uh they weren't major penalties to where they were 50 yards down the field going into right. the end zone and to put the ball at the one yard line you know the the pass interference penalties cost us what 10 yards here 10 yards there who cares you know um he won that battle as far as i'm concerned he was aggressive and he took one of their main weapons out of the game and um and that's that, you know, end of story. And that's the way you have to look at it. I mean, penalties are going to happen. He's a physical cornerback. Penalties are going to happen. But uh, if the catches aren't there, you'll take those penalties as long as they're not game-costing penalties, and they weren't. Right, exactly. And, you know, the other thing that we that we talked about, Mike, was the defensive line, okay? And I felt that they would have to contain the running game for the Cardinals basically just, you know, maybe having a nickel D in there at times. Now, I don't know if they did that to me. It seemed like they did at times, but they did an outstanding job because if you look at Edmund's statistics, I mean, 25 carries for 70 yards. I mean, the guy didn't even average three yards a carry. Right. It was a non-factor, a non-factor. No, it, was, it was Murray's running that uh, hurt us, not, uh, and, not and the they, running backs. Right, and, and they weren't necessarily designed runs. You know, Murray's runs. I mean, a lot of them were just scrambles from, you know, in passing situations. And, uh, you know, he hurts everybody that way. Um, you know, he, he's, I mean, I'll tell you what, he, I think he's almost impossible to defend. I truly believe that. You know, at this point, you know, he's getting to a point where, you know, he's impossible to defend. I mean, how do you defend him, Mike? I mean, what do you, you know, you blitz him, he, you know, he can burn you. He still gets outside of you. He gets inside of you. <laughs> if you drop back and he has all time to throw and you have spies, he still beats you. And we did that. We tried to defend them in, in a bunch of different ways. And, um, you know, listen, we did enough to win the football game. And that's all that matters. Next opponent, you know, that's the way I look at it. Who's up next? That'll be the Chargers. <laughs> That'll be the Chargers. Right. Herbert, you know, he can run. Not, not to any degree this guy can do it. Um, you know, they just, uh, he's just tough. And again, you know, they did enough. They did enough to win the football game. They were four of eight on third down conversions. Mm -hmm. That's 50%, obviously. And uh, that's a high number for us. Uh, you know, uh, that's good to see. So that was impressive. And, and you look at the penalties. We had seven penalties. They had seven penalties. So the penalties were relatively even and, and just within a few yards of each other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the type of game it was. Mm -hmm. Red zone efficiency. We got uh, in there three times. We scored three times. Mm -hmm. uh, goal to go efficiency. One time we were goal to go. One time we scored. So, mm -hmm. you know, what you saw out of the offense is what you wanted to see. 
Exactly. The only complaint I would have is is we were a little short in time of possession, but that's because we have problems running the ball, so they're going to have to figure something out there. But uh, by and large, I thought uh, it was a good football game from an offensive standpoint. Uh, and the defense did enough. I mean, obviously, you had Agba uh, create another touchdown, mm-hmm. and uh, that was phenomenal. How about Lawson? Yeah, looking like a running back on yeah. that play. I mean, he has some. He, he, he has, has some, some wheels. Up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he. <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy can and run. Did you, did you see the block that Brandon Jones threw? Oh, out of nowhere! Out he of came, nowhere! It looked like somebody shot him out of a cannon, and yep. uh, you know. It, how many times, Mike, did we see turnovers over the years to where you're like, damn it, get in the end zone. Uh-huh. And, you know, they tackle them at the five-yard line, and then our offense comes on the field. They can't score. And they kick a field goal. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, it, it just – you're happy over the fact that they created the turnover, but the fact that these guys are just making – I mean, it's just so great to see. You know, we talk, we can talk about two in the offense, but – the plays that the defense, the, the the defense, the plays that they're making week in and week out now are just great. I mean, it's so much fun to watch. It's like we would watch games and we're like, why the hell can't we do this? <laughs> you know, and yep. and you're starting to see, you know, you're starting to see this type of football play, and uh, it's great. It's it's just great to watch. I can't tell you how happy I am. Every Dolphin fan out there should be looking at this team and saying. My goodness, look at where we have come from so quickly. I mean, this is happening a lot faster than what anybody expected. You know, the fact that they are 5 and 3 right now at this point in the year. I mean, we are 10 and 7 our last 17 games. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, you know, 3 games over 500, we'll take it. And uh, you know, going forward, you know, at, at the end of the show, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the schedule going forward because it is kind of interesting. But, you know, let's go over to the offensive side a little bit, Mike. I mean, defensively, you know, I thought that they did enough. Um, I felt that for the most part, you know, the linebackers hurt us. And we knew that. We talked about that on Wednesday. I knew that his scrambling was going to be a problem. It is for anybody. But our linebackers tend to struggle a little bit um in 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 every aspect i i truly believe at this point you know there are there are major weakness on the defensive side obviously um but well, um, we gave up 442 yards so <laughs> <laughs> right i get it i mean and, you and know, we gave up an awful lot of yardage last week too right and we're going to because we're not what we're doing is mike is we're we're winning football games by scheme more so than we are talent i think and uh, we need a couple of dominant players on the defensive side of the football and then I think we're there we're we're maybe a couple players away you see guys doing their role extremely well you know guys like Van Ginkle and um people people like him Steeler uh, with that fourth down stop yes absolutely guys are are doing what they're supposed to do on the field what we lack are those real playmaker type guys on the defensive side, you know, and going forward, you know, we can address it, you know, but right now I think they're getting everything they possibly can out of what we have on that defensive side of the football field. And you got to be happy with it. I mean, last week they did a phenomenal job and they made enough plays this week to, to win your football game on the offensive side. 
You have uh, to you have to say something about Sanders. I mean, we took I know we spoke about him last week or the week before, but this kid is phenomenal. Absolutely. He's great. I mean, uh Mike, I watched football all day yesterday and including last night's game. How many missed extra points do I watched four more yesterday. I believe there was four. There was at least three missed again yesterday. This guy has been perfect. And, you know, the kick at the end of the game. I mean, these Mike, these are not easy kicks. I nope. mean, he kicked he kicked a, a what, a 56-yarder and a 50-yarder? And a 50, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and he's he's just right on spot. I mean, he's Pro Bowl right now. I mean, I know that there's other kickers in the league. You know, the guy up in Baltimore is – None of them are 20 for 20. No. Uh, this guy, I think, is taking over as the best kicker in the NFL. Um, you know, statistics – We'll show you that. When you're perfect, you can't argue with that. So let's just hope the second half of the season is as good as the first half for him. So absolutely, he definitely needed to be mentioned because well, he's that, gonna that was, he's gonna miss a kick eventually. It's gonna happen eventually. Maybe say, next year, but it's gonna happen eventually. <laughs> well, keep saying that, Mike, because the trend seems to go at you know in the opposite direction of what you usually say, other than, of course, the, the fact that you picked them to win this week. So I'll give you well, credit okay. for that one. All right. Thanks. Appreciate your support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, offensively, you know, how about Preston Williams's game prior to him getting hurt? Um, I hope this doesn't become a trend. Right when you think he's heating up, you know, he goes down with the injury. Um, well, you know, did you see the way he was tackled? Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it was – they twisted his leg. You could see it. Yep. What an effort. But you know what? What was funny about that, Mike? If you go back and you watch the game, he got up and did this big old dance yeah. after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> like, but he right. Maybe he heard himself dancing, and I it wasn't know. the hit itself. I thought he was I limp. I thought he was limp dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look at the dance. I didn't really, you know, but as I watched the highlights yesterday, this guy actually got up and started dancing after the fact. You know, I didn't even realize it, you know, at watching the game. As I watched the highlights, I'm like, okay, he got up and danced. So how serious could this injury have been? But maybe that was just the adrenaline flowing. And uh, once it set in, he was done. But uh, what a great effort by him yesterday. You know, he came off of a horrible game the week before and really was on his way to a big, big game. I mean, when did he go out, Mike? Was that uh, in the second half or in the first half? I, I can't it even was remember. The first now. half. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the first yeah. half. Yeah. He had a big, big play down the sideline on a 35 yard completion. I mean, he was off to a, a really, really good game. You know, unfortunately, he got hurt. But uh, you well, know, Parker, we had... Parker picked up the slack in the second half. He he had a nice uh, second half. He did. I mean, Mike, as you look at the statistics, right from the game yesterday, it, it reminds you of a Marino type football game, right? Where you know your tight end is involved, right? He yep. has he has three receptions for forty two yards, which which is exactly what I've been talking about. That. This is what you want. You don't necessarily need a 100-yard day out of him week in and week out, but he needs to have some sort of contribution week in and week you out. You need third-down conversions and you need right. touchdowns. That's right. what you're looking for. And, and and I was fine with his day yesterday. I mean, Grant had four catches for 35 yards, so he was incorporated into the game. And, and by the way, he looks really good lately too. Mm -hmm. uh, he's making guys miss after he catches the ball. I mean – 
you know, even though he got targeted five times yesterday, um, I want to see him targeted maybe even more than that um, because I think he can make plays. Um, you know, uh, you had Hollins come in and make a big catch, the touchdown catch. That was a big play. Yes. I mean, a very big play. Smite had a big, big catch that brought us down to what, the two-yard line? On yeah. that one reception, yeah. you know, he had one reception for 19 yards. But and and Lord Laird had a uh, reception for 17 yards. I mean, those are chunk plays, Mike. You know, it isn't one catch for three yards. Right. So you're looking at like chunk plays, even though they didn't have a lot of those. We did all all three of those guys uh, contributed in big ways at certain times in the game. And then you had your Parker, you know, he was targeted the most yesterday, which is what you want. It's the formula that we talked about on Wednesday as to what they had to do. And they did that. They got all three of their guys, their main receivers, into the football game. Grant got into the football game, and the results are 34 points and a win. Yep. Yep, it was fun. And, uh, I mean, you know, you you, you can – Throw credit at guys that, you know, we, we mentioned uh, Sealer, we mentioned Brandon Jones, uh, you know, jumping up and, and making a phenomenal block. Mm-hmm. Ogba, obviously, for his contribution, knocking the ball loose. And, uh, you know, it's fun to watch all these guys get involved and uh, all be a part, you know, because that's that's how you become a team and you can see that they are getting close. Yes. Uh, the, you know, the guys are getting close. They're uh, enjoying each other and having a good time. And that, that, mean, that means something. You know, in years past, you, you always seemed like there, it always seemed like there was a disconnect. And the coaching staff has a lot to do with that. When Gase was here, the, the team always seemed disconnected. They weren't believing in what they were doing. And I think that showed on the football field. I think decision-making... Um, you know, they, the players did not believe in what the coaching staff was having them do. This team believes in what the coaching staff gives them, their assignments, what they want them to do, and they're seeing the results, wins, competition, week in and week out against some of the better teams in the NFL. This team believes in themselves right now, and that that's a key. That's a major key, and there's no disconnect here. I think that this team is on their way. We lack a little bit of talent. I've said it a few times already, but I'll say it again. But this coaching staff is right where they need to be. Flores is doing an outstanding job. I mean, this guy needs all the credit in the world. Um, you know, he he's made he's all, all the right decisions right now, and um, – the team's disciplined on the field. You see everything going in the right direction, and the guys just got to get all the credit in the world for that. Yep, and he's, he's got good instincts. You know, uh, the coach has good instincts. He, um, you know, we were on the phone yesterday, and they they uh, kicked that field goal late, and you kind of thought they should have gone uh, for it, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I felt it was a little conservative, fourth and one. You know, I think that. You know, you put the ball into his hands and, you know, either let him run for it or, you know, dump the ball off to somebody underneath. And now, listen, you know, we wound up winning the football game. But I think both coaches, I think that the Cardinals at the end of the game were extremely conservative as well. Um, I don't know how you take the ball out of Murray's hands. And, you know, they attempted a field goal and they wound up losing the game. I would have wound up going for it in that situation as well. Um 
you know, I'm never confident in 50-yard field goals, uh, even 40-yard field goals, but you see coaching staffs do it over and over again. You see a lot of games lost that way. Um, but, yeah, at the time, Mike, I did, I did feel that if we get the first down, um, we can run that clock way, way down and not give Murray an awful right. lot of there points. Were, there were three minutes and change left. Oh, yeah, three, almost close to four minutes, Mike. Yeah. And um, I was like – with the way our, you know, it, you get a feel for the football game. And we didn't really do a lot in regard to stopping their offense. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, if it was a touchdown, okay, fine. You know, but a field goal? No, I, I don't feel confident with that at all. They can run this clock completely down, score a touchdown, and the game's over, basically. But I didn't agree with it. But listen, it, it wound up going in our direction because the Cardinal coaches were just as conservative. And I know you were mentioning that he got ripped for it, Um, you know, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he was very conservative at the end of the game as well. We come out of there with the W. Um, You know, when you lose, you get ripped. If Flores would have lost yesterday, he would have got ripped, you know, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, uh, you can make so many decisions in a football game and, you know, sometimes they add up to a win and sometimes they don't. Uh, but yesterday I thought that uh, I was very happy with the coaching yesterday overall. Yes. I mean, there were a few on offense. I mean, some of the play calling, I, I just don't The understand. only play I really, you know, questioned was when they ran Howard outside because he just doesn't have the legs for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, aside from that particular play, there really wasn't much I would complain about. I, I you know, running Laird right before the half. I know, I know we talked about that a little bit during the game as well. I said, "What the hell?" I mean, thank God we have a kicker that can kick a fifty-six yarder through. Because my thinking was, have Tua try to throw the ball five, six, seven yards on you know outside and have the guy step out of bounds if it's not there you throw the ball out of bounds it's that simple uh they ran layered and i think they lost a half a yard on throwing the, the ball almost... out of bounds isn't as simple as we think it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah right early maybe the maybe they were a little bit you know <laughs> nervous about that because of what happened earlier in the game uh-huh. but but, uh, you know, Laird damn near fumbled the football as well. I thought it was yep. a curious play. You know, yep. Um, yep. you know, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. And again, Mike, good teams overcome that sort of stuff, right? Sometimes right. the coaching uh, makes decisions that you don't necessarily agree with, but the good teams win football games regardless of that fact. And, and they did it yesterday. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, in my view, if it was not for Tua yesterday, we don't win. No, and, absolutely uh, we've not. We've seen a yeah. lot of games like that, you know, where we're close late in the game and we just don't get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, we got it done. And we got it done because of the play of the quarterback. Yes. Uh, not taking anything away from the surrounding cast because I thought the entire offense played well, except for maybe the offensive line. Uh, you know, they did not block as well yesterday as they have in the past. But uh, look, you know, these are young kids in there and uh, they're going to get better. And uh, two is going to get better. And that's exciting. What did they wind up doing in regard to their, their lineup? Did they just put Jackson back in at left tackle? They were they they did not stay steady the whole game. Uh, That's what I thought. Jackson because... played about I think uh, about seventy five percent of it. 
Okay, yeah, because I saw different guys on the field consist, you know, at different times, and and I just couldn't figure out what they were doing. So yeah, I I thought they were rotating guys in here and there, and yeah. um, uh, it, it that that I thought was a little bit interesting as well. But um, yeah, I mean, Mike, you know, listen, they're getting their feet wet, and in the process, they're winning football games. Yes. Uh, I mean. You know, you you gotta love that. Uh, the you know we're not we're not losing. I mean, we're not. What we're doing is is we're not having these guys go through this learning process and losing due to it. We're still winning football games. We're competing week in and week out with these guys getting their feet wet in the, the NFL. The level of coaching has increased across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, our offensive line coach is getting the job done. Yep. You know, these kids are not costing us key sacks at, at, at important times in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen that time and time and time again with uh, young linemen and, uh, you know, even the older linemen, the Mark Columbos of the world. Whatever this offensive line coach is doing, it's working. So they just mm-hmm. need to keep doing it. The kids will get better. The penalties, Mike. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that, I mean, yeah, for, exactly. For, the false for, starts and all that nonsense. The is holdings. Gone. I mean, I think Jackson had a holding penalty yesterday, right? And I mean, I passed that. Yeah, on. you're going to get those from time to time, though. Holding is tough because sometimes you're not actually holding or you just hold for a second and you get flagged for it. It's, you know? it's minimal is what yeah. I'm getting at. I yeah. mean, he had one. We had one holding penalty, I think, yesterday. And, um, or, I think we know, had I think, a face mask penalty, too, right? Yeah, I think so. The center. Yeah. I think our center had maybe a holding penalty or something to that effect. But overall, they've been outstanding. I mean, they're not putting you in second and 20s over and over and over again or first and 20s. And that makes makes a big difference because that helps your third down conversions. Absolutely. I mean, they've been very, very consistent as far as uh, penalties were concerned across that line. Uh, They've done a great job. And the Um, other thing, you know, we had five coaches out yesterday because of COVID. And, right. uh, you know, they, they were pulling trainers in to coach. They, they were doing all sorts of stuff because these guys had experience before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, credit to the coaching staff, you know, because uh, we didn't have too many men on the field. We didn't have some, you know, uh, penalties that would come with that type of thing. And so they were, they were prepared. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They were prepared. You want to talk about the schedule? Yeah, sure. Let's look at it a little bit um, going forward. I mean, not without getting too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, you know, we we've got we've got a batch of games coming up that um, that are going to be real interesting. I mean, you got the Chargers next week, another four o'clock game. Right? Yep. Uh, that should be interesting. And then we have Denver, which is then also we a have four o'clock game. Denver at four o'clock, and then we have the Jets and the Bengals the two weeks thereafter. So the right. next four games, I mean, holy Toledo, these games are all winnable football oh, games. Don't say that. Well, I mean, listen, I've been saying it week in and week out. I mean, I I looked at the schedule a couple of weeks back, and and this was the batch of games. I mean, the Cardinal game, I didn't think we were going to win, Mike. So we're ahead of where I thought we would be right now at this point. Um, You know, so you look at these football games, and they're they're pretty good teams, other than the Jets, of course. Uh, The Bengals have been very surprising. Um, We're going to see some – 
some real young quarterbacks, guys that Tua is going to be playing against for years. I mean, you've got Herbert next week. You got Drew Locke the week thereafter. You got Darnold uh, the week after that, and then you got Burrow. Uh, with Cincinnati. So these are really going to be competitive football games for these guys because they all know, you know, who, who the guy is opposite them week in and week out. I mean, that brings another whole element into these football games. And, and I'll tell you, Mike, um, you know, we're sitting at five and three. Somehow we get through this batch of four games. I mean, we're in very good shape over the, you know, going into the last three games, you know, the last four games of the year, which is an extremely tough schedule. Uh, I mean, extremely tough. Uh, Kansas City, New England, the Raiders, and Buffalo to end the year. So yeah. it's it's the last two are on the road, right? Um, I believe the last. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the last two are definitely on the road. We play Kansas City and New England here. Now, the funny thing is, if you look at our, our uh, results, we're actually doing better on the road. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you, you get through these next four games, and, and I think it's if you're, if you're going to make the playoffs, you have to win these next four games. You get, to, you get to nine and three, and then you just, you know, you hope that you win one or two out of the last couple, which I think they can do. I think the Patriots here are a very winnable football game. And the Raiders in, in Las Vegas, I mean, they're a pretty decent team, but, but you know, they're hit and miss. I mean, one week they look good, the next week they don't. I mean, they're, they're a beatable football team. Buffalo played extremely well. And playing them in December – well, early January, actually. My right. God, that that game's January third. Uh, you know what it's going to be like up there. Yep. I mean, it, it's going to be cold. It's gonna there's going to probably be snow on the ground. Now that may benefit us. I mean, it, it could very well benefit us. I don't know, but it, regardless of the fact, that's a very tough way to end the season. And I'll tell you what, as this season progresses, I haven't looked at Buffalo's schedule, but you might be playing for a division win right there at that point. Let's just hope that we get through this next batch of games and play well. Yep. Anything else you wanted to add? I think we're good. We're back in two days, right? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about the chargers with Jim and, uh, that should be fun. Yep. Absolutely. It's getting, it's getting to be fun week in and week out show in and show out, you know, when you're winning, and you're competing. I mean, Mike, I don't know. I don't know if I've winning impressively in different ways. That's right. that's the thing to me. I mean, they're winning in different ways, and and they're they're just focused. They're in the game. You know what I mean? Mentally, mm-hmm. they're in the game. You're not seeing those silly mistakes, and I love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've been unhappy since week one, even though we've had a couple of losses sprinkled in, you know, the Buffalo game and the Seattle losses, right? Uh, the other two losses, they played well in those games. They competed for four quarters in both of those football games. Um, you know, the New England game was the only game that after the fact, I felt that, you know, we just shorthanded ourselves. We didn't play a good football game, but pay, past that one, I think we've played extremely well. Yeah, well, that's that's a Patriot tendency, right? They always start off a little slow and then get better as the season goes along. Mm-hmm. And uh, we might be doing the same thing. We'll see. Yep, absolutely. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. And, Very welcome. And uh, thank everybody for listening. And we'll be back on Wednesday. Fins up, everyone. 
On to the Chargers. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 